everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. And welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so grateful, thankful, and appreciative to have each and every single one of you guys here. And today we have a special episode because we have an interview. We have an incredible guest. Her name is Crystal. And we talk all about becoming fit and active at literally any age. We chat about her interest and passion in Peloton and now her actual place within the Peloton world. I personally do not know a whole lot about Peloton. So jumping into this conversation was so fun to learn, but we talk about everything from transitioning from a divorce and going into a new season of life and being able to kind of restart her book, if you will, putting an end to a previous chapter and starting a new chapter. As a lot of you guys know, I do talk a lot about um, don't stop, just rewrite. And I think a lot of us do come up on points in life where we hit these roadblocks and we think that it might be the end of our book, but it's just the end of a chapter and we get to start that next chapter. And Crystal does a phenomenal job with sharing this hard time in her life to now this joy and energy that she's been in for almost 12 years. And we also talk a lot about having that encouraging partner and being able to communicate your goals and your needs and your desires. And it's just such an interesting episode that we talk all about our personal fitness journeys and being able to kind of weed out those things that maybe we're not interested in and maybe we don't resonate with others or we feel like we're having to fit this mold that we see within social media. And um, it was just such an incredible conversation and I cannot wait for you guys to jump into it with me prior to hopping into the episode. As always, uh, if you guys go ahead and check the show notes, you'll be able to find everything for Crystal if you do want to hear more about her or follow her, um, but also about the giveaways that I've been doing for the podcast. So go ahead and jump down there. I will not take up too much time here. So as always, I appreciate you guys and let's jump on into this episode. Hey, Crystal, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here today. Oh my gosh, thank you. And thank you for being persistent. I feel like I've been telling my girls for so long, like, hey, we're going to get back into interviews, but just got to give me some time. So I'm so excited that we were able to make this work, whether you know, you're fitting it in. I know it's nap time for us over here. So I just really appreciate you being so flexible. No problem. We we moms have to make it all work somehow, right? <laughs> so true. Some days I'm like, I don't know how we made it to the end of today, but you know what? Everybody was fed and we survived. So <laughs> we did it. But I would love for you to just kind of give us an intro for anybody who, you know, obviously might not know who you are. Just kind of a little bit of an elevator chat, if you will, before diving into the episode of who you are. 
Sure. Yeah. So um, previously, I had a very corporate job where I was a project manager and I helped uh, kind of pull software through the um, the entire life cycle system. So very button up corporate job. Um, and in about 2016, I found Peloton. I had never been a person who had worked out consistently in my life. Um, and I was looking for a way to find fitness, fitting it back in. And uh, I found that I couldn't go to spend classes. They didn't work with my schedule, like you said, about being a busy mom. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, then I found this thing called Peloton and I was like, wait, what? I can work out at home. I can bring the studio to me. And uh, I was hooked and I got the bike and loved it so much that I ended up starting a podcast about it, um, ended up doing things like starting to run. I have a treadmill now and I've, I've run races and I've gotten really involved in all kinds of different sports and activities. I got my, uh, cert- my nutrition certificate, my personal training certificate. Um, it is totally, it all started with Peloton and it, it's completely changed my outlook on life and longevity and fitness and how I fit it all in. Oh my gosh, that is so incredible. If you don't mind me asking, was there like a life trigger or a moment where you were just like, I need to figure this out? Like I, you know, I I tell all my girls, like we're never quite ready to take that step. Maybe it's on the health and fitness journey. Maybe it is starting a challenge or Peloton, for instance, you know, pressing the purchase button. So was there something in your life that was happening that you were just like, I need to change something. I need to flip the script. Yeah, that's a great question. I I had actually, um, when I found Peloton, I was just starting my marriage to my husband now. But um, previous to that, I, it would have been a couple years, I had gone through a pretty complicated divorce. And so um, my I had my daughter, I was a single mom for two and a half years in navigating divorce, finishing up my MBA, um, doing that plus moving, selling my house, like it had just been a really tumultuous couple of years. And so I think I was at this time in my life where I finally was like, things were calm again. And I was like, I would like to focus on me now. (laughs) I would like to take care of myself because I've been taking care of all of these things. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's what kind of uh, motivated me to kind of get back to that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel, I don't know about you if you felt this way, but I feel like sometimes we just, we go through the motions, right? We, we go through the motions. We kind of stick to our plan, stick to the path that, um, maybe we expected to forge for ourselves. where we're like, okay, I'm at this place in life. I'm at this age in life. Like this is said and done. Like this is my story. Right. And we kind of forget or we don't see the outlook of, oh, wait, I get to write that next chapter. I get to make these little edits to the story that I thought was going to unfold. And I can only imagine, you know, with a divorce, it's it's such a finality, if that makes sense. But at the same time, you totally turned it around and had it just be something that was so, so much more of like an open door, an open window leading you into an entirely different outlook of life and perspective. And, uh, you know, it sounds like, it's full of energy and joy, which just is so wonderful. Yeah. I mean, we could probably have a whole separate podcast about the divorce, uh, but, but like, I will say this, um, I feel like having the right partner is completely life-changing. Um, in, in my previous marriage, I, I was very young when I got married. I was very young when I got in that relationship in general. And, um, I think that because I was so young, 
what you said about like, this is what's expected of me. This is what my path is. That became like, I had to, I had to kind of take care of a certain number of things that had been negotiated and marriage should be kind of a constant negotiation. Right. But at some point it's just like, this is set in stone and, um, starting a new relationship with somebody I was very cognizant of. I didn't want to repeat that behavior. I wanted to be very, um, selective in who I chose not only to be happy, but somebody who could, who was a, a person who wanted more from life just like I did. And so having that person now that's incredibly supportive and no matter what I want to do, there's there's nothing that I can do that they're like, ooh, yeah, I don't know if you should do that. Like he's always like, you should absolutely do that if you want to do it. And it just makes all the difference in the world. That is so incredible. And if you don't mind me asking, were there conversations that maybe you had with him prior to marriage or conversations you had with yourself that you kind of knew like, hey, I need this in a future relationship? Because I'm the same way with my husband. It's we kind of motivate each other. I feel like what it, it's, you know, discipline over motivation, right? But it's yeah. It's definitely conversations where it's like, hey, I need your help with like staying, staying true to my goals or I need your help for the next X amount of weeks or months. Like, do you feel it like do you feel interested in doing some type of a challenge? And for us, it's always more of like a, hey, let, how many days a week, you know, do we want to try and get up and get our workout done before the little one wakes up? But having it be a part of our home life conversation, I think helps encourage each other. And I'm at the very end of a pregnancy. And so I have definitely not been on my same fitness schedule, but he still vocalizes to me like, Hey, I need to get up X amount of days this week. Like that's my goal. And he verbalizes it. So it kind of helps me when, you know, I maybe wake up and I see he's still in bed and I kind of nudge him, you know, like, Hey, like this, you know, you got to get up. And so is there, is there an, a, an aspect of the conversation that you had or something that you knew within yourself that you're like, I need this in my next relationship because I feel like that is so difficult and I get so many women that reach out and they're like, hey, my significant other isn't supportive or they don't seem supportive. But I think sometimes the narrative is because we are not showing our genuine passion and interest in making those changes, if that makes huh. sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And, and you know, um, it was a lot of conversations. Like I realized that my, my husband's name is Tom. And I realized that whenever I first started dating him, um, I was just like instantly like, this is different. Like we could, we never stopped talking. Like we both are huge communicators. And so, um, you know, with any new relationship, you're talking a lot, but like we would be texting nonstop about everything, about our day, about our job, about our kids. Like, and we understood each other. And even when we didn't agree on something, how we solved the problem was like talking through it like adults. That was a new, (laughs) new concept for me in a relationship. Um, and so being able to have this this like safety of I can say things, you don't have to agree on them, but we can still come to a resolution that's beneficial for both of us. That was the key for me, knowing I had a true partner that I could rely on, even if we didn't agree on something was totally different for me. 
gosh, I, and I feel like I've gone through that just with my husband where it was like, I always joke like his, ah, oh, love him to death, but his ability to communicate. I'm like, dear Lord, what is it about you that I felt? I fell for because I'm like, this is exhausting, but we've definitely gotten to a point now where our communication is great, but now it's like, okay, we have to take action, right? So you can communicate yeah. all day long, but what is that action? And, and I think that also comes along with a lot of our personal health and fitness journeys. We can communicate our goals. We can commute, write them down, right? We can say them out loud. We can join the challenge. We can buy the bike, but taking action and then slowly allowing that to become part of a lifestyle is just, it's hard, right? Like I'm sure even with the joy and energy I hear in your voice, do you still have those times where you're just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to hop on for this ride or my, my day has been so hectic. Like how does that now look like for you that it's a lifestyle? Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, if, there's a couple things. One, one of the things that was life-changing for me whenever I found Peloton was uh, when I joined the community, I kept seeing all these people um, on the Facebook group that they would be talking about these really difficult things they were going through, um, whether it be cancer or whether it be um, losing a loved one, or maybe they had something like some kind of um, adaptation, like they they didn't have both legs, they only had one leg. And they were still getting on the bike every day. And it clicked for me for the first time in my life, like if all these people can continue to get on the bike every day, what's my problem? I, I am healthy. I, I am able-bodied. I don't have anything that's like really stopping me other than myself. It it made me realize I was standing in my own way. Um, And so that was really powerful for me. Um, And, and knowing that now I had this, this ability to have home equipment that I could get on the bike anytime, it opened a lot of doors for me. Um, And in addition to that, as far as like the days that I don't feel like it, um, I give myself a break and it's like, I don't have to work out every single day. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's something that's so <laughs> crucial for people to realize, and, and myself included. I mean, I've definitely come from every background you can imagine when it comes to exercise and fitness. Health was not always a part of um, my exercise and fitness journey. It was, you know, for me now, health is definitely physical, mental, emotional, you know, nutrition. I didn't see all assets at one point in my life. It was definitely, um, you know, your size was determined by you know, that was the health side of you. Um, So hearing that, you know, it's something that I feel like it is about that balance. It's also, you know, you can wake up and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the energy or I'm not motivated or I'm tired. And that's when I tell my girls too. It's like, okay, you're, choose your tired, right? Because some days you might have to like push past that wall and be like, okay, like I've only done one workout this week. And while I definitely encourage giving yourself grace, I do think there's also that level of like sticking to your goals. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're moving, you know, three and four days a week and you're feeling good and, uh, you know, it's, it's maintainable and achievable, right? So maybe one or two bike rides is a little bit more of a push, but it's becoming that lifestyle and it's becoming that aspect of your goals. It's not just the check it off to get it done, right? So sometimes pushing through those workouts that are not the most enjoyable, (laughs) it's at the end that you're like, oh, that was where it was at. Like that was it. 
Yep, yeah, absolutely. And, um, it, and and you can have both of those, right? Like you can have some days you push through and you can have the days where you're like, oh, I started that workout and it's not happening today. Like it's, I'm not feeling percent. it. <laughs> and it's like after five minutes, you're like, nope, this isn't happening. And instead of getting frustrated, you just stop and you can come back tomorrow. It's just yep. a matter of, uh, you know, knowing your goals and your journey and where are you at. And I think that's so, so important. Um, so prior to Peloton, I'm assuming you know, you said that you were st- stuck in, you know, a marriage, a life that just kind of was routine and mundane. Did you have other aspects of your health and fitness journey or your exercise journey that you had tried or like attempted to lean into and you were just not feeling it? Because I feel like that's so important too. I always emphasize with my girls, especially with social media, um, you know, you have a love for Peloton. This person might have a love for yoga. It's it's all unique to us individually, but I feel like sometimes we try to fit that mold of someone else. So was there ever a time when maybe you were leaning into the mold or the storyline of somebody else and it just wasn't working? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've tried, I've tried just about every workout that there is. Um, you know, I've done back in the day, what is it, you know, insanity and P90X. Oh, yeah. And, um, I had tried, you know, just walking. That was a thing for a while. And, um, I had tried, I mean, I, honestly, I've tried everything. They used to have a home workout called the firm. Um, and I'm really showing my age with that, but I used <laughs> to do the home workout videos. And like the thing is, is nothing would really stick because it, well, I think there's a couple things going on. One, I think that I was, I, I mean, I think that I had a lot of depression in my life mm-hmm. and I did, and I didn't know that that's what that was. And, and two, I also think that like I would get bored because those things weren't as engaging. Um, and so I think that the key is finding, I, I don't think it matters what sport you do. If it's engaging and you enjoy it and it's going to make you come back over and over again, that is what you need to do. That's the one oh, right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I totally agree. And kind of like what you were saying earlier with, you know, people fighting through through cancer and other ailments. You know, one thing I always talk to this community about is our journeys can be completely different, yet we can still thrive through connection and thrive through resonating with one another. And you found so much motivation through other people's stories and it was the bike that connected you, right? So it was this your journeys might be completely different, but it's this one thing. It's this, it's the bike, right? It's the ride. Yes. It's the sensation. Yes. It's the feeling. And I think that, you know, and maybe you can speak on this, like to anybody listening, I think sometimes it's really hard when we overanalyze our specific journey, right? Or our specific struggles. And for you for coming through, you know, kind of restarting, you know, whether it's a new marriage mm-hmm. that's exciting or whether it's still, you know, being with your kiddo and kind of making that divide between your previous, I don't want to say previous life, but the previous chapter, right? The previous chapter of your book. And so for you, you know, what was that connection? Like, what was, was it just the ride? Was it the feeling? Was it the knowing that you weren't alone maybe in your personal struggles? Because I know for me, that's part of my podcast. That's part of my book is just, um, maybe I put it out there maybe in hopes of somebody being like, oh my gosh, this is exactly how I felt today just to help me not feel alone. But ultimately my goal is to help others, you know, not feel alone. And I feel like sometimes like we try and attach our story to somebody else's story, but ultimately it's our own story, right? And it's just that resignation that maybe we can have or that feeling of connection. And I think so many of us are lacking connection. And so do you think that's a part of your journey, just having that community within 
the Peloton community? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Whenever I was first starting Peloton um, and I found the Facebook community, one of the things that encouraged, like that got me kind of hooked on everything was these people were all, they all knew each other. Like back then there were only like 8,000 people in the Facebook group and there's like half a million now. So only 8,000 seemed small at the time. But um, but these same people would post over and over again. They would talk, like there was this one lady who, um, when somebody she knew was having a milestone, she would go to Starbucks and she would, instead of her name being on the Starbucks cup, she would get the person whose milestone was it that day. And she would have it written on the side of her Starbucks cup and she would do a selfie and post it in the community and say congratulations to that person. It became oh gosh, an inside cool joke. Yeah. I know, right? That's and, so um, cool. And, and then there were all these people that would talk about like, they called them magic pants, which were just like fun um, fun leggings that made you feel great when you worked out. Um, and that they would, you know, in theory, your magic pants would give you a PR. But I saw these people having all these inside jokes and these side conversations. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. Like, let me in, you know? And so um, whenever I started the podcast, one of the things that I, I did was I started interviewing somebody from the community each week because I wanted to get to know them. I wanted to understand who these people were and these inside jokes. And I I wanted to find a way for myself to fit in the community that felt right to me. Um, And so I would bring them in and I would ask them all these questions like the Starbucks cup. How did that start? And where did the magic pants come from? And how did this community start? And things like that. And uh, that's how I got to know so many people and doing that over and over and over again. And then that would lead to other conversations and that would lead to, oh, we're having this big, um, we're having this big get together for Peloton over in this other community. Why don't you come join us? And next thing you know, I'm traveling across the United States to go to all these meetups because I want to meet these people in real life. And, and so my circle that started really, really small just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I kept putting more in myself, more of myself out there, which is not something I had ever been comfortable doing before. And so something about it let me open myself up to other people in a way I never had before. That is so awesome. And I definitely resonate with that. I feel like with a couple of the companies I work with, um, they've gotten so big over the last, you know, four and five years, yet there's still an element to it that is just so close. And it's like, you know, I travel with them. I, you know, do events with them. And it's this, I don't know, it's a community within a community. So it's like, I have my community of girls, whether it's my podcast, Instagram, whatever it might be. And then there's this other community that links me to whether it's athleisure apparel or whether it's health and wellness or lifting or whatever it might be. But again, it's so crazy when you meet the people from the community and you're like, gosh, you know, we have nothing like our journeys are so opposite, but we just connect and thrive. And it's an energy that you just feed off of and you come home and you're like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, or this is why I get up to do that ride or that lift or whatever it might be. Um, But was there, I guess, because I also feel like for me and you, it sounds like, you know, we put ourselves out there now, right? Like we reach out, we're going to get people started. I love to host groups. I love to, you know, host challenges and, um, I don't know, get people excited and interested. But for like, for somebody who is just starting off, like from you at the very beginning, you know, what would be a piece of advice that you'd give somebody to just find that, that interest? Cause that's what's so frustrating, right? You like for me, not going to lie. Cycling's not my personal fave, but I also yeah. 
feel like it definitely depends on, I've been to some incredible cycle classes where the teacher, right? It's just that teacher that's incredible. I personally cannot speak on Peloton just because I have not tried it. My parents just got the treadmill and my mom's like obsessed with the hikes. I've heard the hikes are just so fun and just- They are. Yeah. They are. And like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that postpartum. I feel like that would be a great like jump back in and I do enjoy walking. Um, but you know, what is it like, I guess, regardless of the bike or the Peloton in general, what would you say to somebody who's just like, I want that community feel, or I want that energy and passion for a workout? You know, what would that, yeah. how would you, because I'm sure at the beginning we had to get into it, right? Like, I mean, I, right. I've done everything from, same, similar to you, the the beach body stuff. I've, like, and no shame to any of it, but I've, I've tried it all. I've done all the, purchasing of every diet, purchasing of every workout program. It wasn't until I found lifting, but then, you know, I've adjusted now to certain things with being a mom and having a little less time. But when somebody is starting out, you know, what would that piece of advice that you would give to them about maybe looking for a community or just looking not to stop? You know, we all do it for four to eight weeks. And then you're like, okay, like, I think like, how do I keep going? Yeah, I I think I think there's a few things you can do. Assuming that you don't want to like, you know, bind yourself to equipment right out of the gate, what I would suggest is that you try different things at a gym. Um so for example, let's say you have uh, an iPad and you want to try out Peloton. You don't want to necessarily buy a $2000 bike or a $1500 <laughs> bike, whatever we are these days. I I get that. So maybe uh go to the gym and take a class on one of the other pieces of equipment, but have the Peloton iPad in front, like have your iPad on with the Peloton app, because I think you get it for like two weeks free. That's and what my sister does. Yeah. She said yeah. it's actually really inexpensive to just have the Peloton app and she'll just do it on whatever, whether it's a run, whether it's a bike, like she'll just do it wherever she can. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I do runs like that all the time. And so, um, so take, take that with you, try out all the different things. Like they have, they have Pilates, they have bar, they have cardio, they have, uh, yoga. Um, yes, the runs, they have weightlifting. I mean, they have so many different things you can try just to see, do you like it? So try all those different things, see if anything sticks and try multiple instructors. And also there's, um, Apple fitness. You can do Apple fitness now has all these different classes you can do. Um, Peloton will be adding rowing to their mixture very, very soon. And yeah. And Apple plus also has rowing and they have, um, all those different disciplines I just said. So if you already have an Apple phone and you want to try something, um, but you, again, you don't want a big commitment for price, use what you already have. Uh, you have all these classes at your availability, try them out at the gym, see what speaks to you, like what feels good, what brings you joy. Um, and then when you find that, because for me it was spin classes, that's how I ended up with a Peloton. I loved the room full of music and energy at five o'clock in the morning. I know it sounds a little psychotic, but that's what I loved. And (sighs) and being able to bring that home was really, really good for me. But then now I love running and I'm hardly using the bike at all. I've been running and I'm a really slow runner, which I mean, I, I don't even say that apologetically. I just say like, I don't mean I'm out there like competing with other people. It's, it's me versus me. And yeah. I love it. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. And I hardly am touching the bike these days at all because I've been running so much lately. So it can vary. Maybe, maybe right now it's, it's on the bike. Maybe next week it's going to be on the rower. So if you have access to a gym, that would be my first place. And then if you don't have access to a gym, use, use the iPad or your phone with all these tons of different apps and try different things through there to just see what kind of classes speak to you. Um, you can replicate if you really want to take spin classes, for example, there are bikes available on Amazon, like sunny bikes that are, uh, I think they're like under $500 and they're pretty good for what they are. And you won't have all the metrics available, but you have your iPad and you can, you can still take your class at home. So, um, there's a lot of different things you can do to just test things out without as quite as bit of a financial commitment as what it might seem. Oh, for sure. And I love that, you know, I think it's really important sometimes to, you know, like you said, you know, just the the different trying different things every week, if that makes sense. Like I love mm-hmm. once my girls find what they love. And I'm very much as a coach, as a, you know, professional on that spectrum of things, I definitely focus on progressive overload. Like you said, being your own coach, right? Or like being your own uh, competition. It's you versus you, but it's still getting better each week, right? Like all of us should attempt at something to get better at. However, sometimes it takes us a little bit of time to figure out what it is that we like. And I also think it's really important to understand that from week to week, you might make adjustments to what activity you're doing, right? So last Mm -hmm. week it was biking. Now you're in a season of running. I know for me, for two, three years, I was in a season of lifting and I loved it. And being a new mom or a newer mom, I've had to make adjustments because I don't always have an hour to an hour and 20 minutes to really get in that good workout. And I would love, I mean, we all have the time, right? I can get up at 4am if, if I want to. Right, right. But it's also just that like, oh gosh, well, if I got in a really good 20 or 30 minute workout right now, it would give me time to do X, Y, and Z, which would then allow me to be a better wife and a better mom. And you start to go through like that whole, you know, the day unravels before it's even started. <laughs> and I, I think that it's so important though, to recognize that you're going to have different seasons. And that might be from like an emotional, a mental perspective, but it ties into our physical perspective, right? Like it ties absolutely. In- yeah, where we are at. And I know for me, a couple years ago, I went through a phase where I was like, gosh, I want to go on runs because I don't know about you, but one thing I love about running, and I, I'm not I'm not a big runner. I used to do cross country, but as I've gotten older, I'm just like, oh, wow, this it's just not my thing. But I will say, you can't text while you're running. You can't typically <sighs> be on a phone call while you're running. Like it's very much you time, right? Like it's yeah. very much whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, if I'm walking on the treadmill, if I'm walking outside, I can still get work done. And that sounds so bad. But like even during a lift, I'm like, okay, in between sets, I can get work done or I can respond to so-and-so. Whereas when you're running, you can't. Like that is very much, do not disturb. I'm out here. I'll get back to you when I can. And I love that. Like I feel like a lot of us don't allow our exercise time to be our exercise time. (laughs) We definitely fit other things in there. But I love that you did bring that up because that's so awesome to just have that ability to be like, hey, I'm transitioning and I'm in a different season and I'm challenging myself in another way. It doesn't have to be because, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this or so-and-so is doing this. So I need to do it because I don't know. I just feel like, like I already brought up, it's so... There's just these molds and I feel like a lot of us feel like we're supposed to fit a mold or copy and paste somebody else's routine to our life and that just doesn't 
work and that can be really defeating. And even myself being a coach, right? I can, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. If you want to join, hop on in. But somebody else can't copy and paste what I'm doing and necessarily get the same results or the same joy. Yeah. I I find that like I can't follow other people's um, plans very well. Like I'm great at following a class, but when it comes to somebody else's challenge, um, I like to do too many things and I feel a little hemmed in by that kind of structure, you know? Um, And so, so like I want flexibility, like a lot of people that live in the Peloton world, (laughs) like it's separate from the rest of the world, Um, (laughs) but they, they do all these Peloton challenges and it might be like, they take a certain amount of classes for a certain number, a certain instructor, or maybe they're um, going across a couple of different disciplines and a couple of different instructors, but I really enjoy tonal as well. And so tonal is lifting weights and I've heard so, so much about that and I've oh seen my gosh. so many people post about it. I'm like, ooh, am I am I gonna fall victim? Like I kinda like this thing. You you might, because I mean it's pretty amazing. I whoo, I love it. I love technology, so I fell in love with it instantaneously. Um, but for anybody listening, it's it's weights, but it's electromagnetic weights, and so it hangs on your wall, but you only have like two arms that can go in all the different positions for um replicating like a cable machine, but with electromagnetic weights. So you don't have weights laying all over your floor, which for me is huge. And since I have never been comfortable in a gym going into the weight room, that always made me really intimidated. It always scared the crap out of me. So I would leave immediately. And uh, having the ability to work out at home where somebody is telling me exactly how to move, exactly how to do it, gave me so much confidence and freedom. Uh, it was a no-brainer for me. And and so other people might be doing these other challenges, but I have to have room to have tonal in there. So I might only do one bike class a week, and then I do a couple of tonals a week, and then I do a couple of runs a week. So I, I really like the variety because I like to move my body in different ways. That's what feels good to me. I love that. And you know what's so funny is I was definitely, and no shame, but I was definitely the girl like in the corner YouTubing everything. Cause I was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and so like, sure. I, good I would for get you. My, yeah, I get my workout <laughs> from my coach. And it was before I had any of my certifications. And I was like, okay, so uh reverse hack squat. Okay, YouTube, what is this? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> and you like feel like you're like just you're like, oh, I'm I'm that girl. Like everybody knows I'm that girl. But we all feel it, you know, we all feel nervous too. Yeah. I think, I think that's also why a lot of us just kind of and I don't want to like categorize all of us women into one group, but I feel like that's why sometimes we just become cardio bunnies because it just feels easier since like we all pretty much know how to walk or do a Stairmaster, an elliptical, but to actually put ourselves out there on these big machines, right? Or yeah. to, to get on a machine and not add weight. And you're like, oh, does anybody know that I don't have weight on here? Right. <laughs> like, do they right. know this? Or like, should I just add that like 10 pound rubber weight just to look like I'm pushing. <laughs> so it looks like a weight. Yes. Hey, we've all done things like that. And like the machines didn't scare me as much, but what scared me was the free weights. Like, and so oh, like, yeah. it just goes to show that everybody's different. But like you, when you say pulling up the YouTube videos, I couldn't pull up the YouTube videos because I was too, like, I instantly would feel terrified and like, like frozen with fear because I'm very shy and introverted. And so I would literally just like run away. And so the only place I felt comfortable was cardio. And a lot of times cardio machines face away from everything else. And so I could pretend people were not around me and that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's so true. Um, So a question, because this is something that I was chatting about on an episode a couple weeks ago with um, 
September coming up, I feel like, I don't know about you. So a lot of times people obviously look at the new year as January. But for me, I don't know if it's my background was early childhood and family studies. My master's was school counseling. So I was still very much on a school schedule, if you will. So September being here and it kind of being that last, it's a whole quarter of a year that we still have. But I feel like a lot of us mentally just kind of look at it as like, oh, the new year is coming up when we actually have like one fourth of our year left. Do you like, is there anything that you recommend or that pushes you this last part of the year? Because I feel like this is such a joyful time of the year, but it's also a hard time where you're coming off of summer and coming into fall where days are getting shorter, holidays, you know, more coziness, snacks, things like that. And I know that a lot of the girls I've worked with over the years, it's almost that like the conversation starts with, hey, I would love to figure something out so that once the new year gets here, I have a plan. And for me, it's more of, which I'm sure you can relate to, I've been on the yo-yo train. I've been on the, you know, push as hard as you can for four to eight weeks. So I love to encourage this time of the year, like setting some goals or learning something about yourself that maybe you like or maybe you don't like. And so is there anything that you have noticed with this time of the year or um, do you even resonate with like a September being kind of that like, oh gosh, there's one quarter left. Like, are you a new year's person, new year, new me person? Or is it kind of just at a place now where it's helped fit into a lifestyle? It's it's funny that you ask that because how I look at it is like, well, the holidays are coming and I'm about to eat a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know there's going to be a lot of holiday parties. I know there's going to be, um, you know, I, I love the holiday season. I love all of the comfort food that comes with it. And I know that that's like the hardest time of the year for me. So I honestly, this is where I kind of crank things up because I don't, I want to come out of the winter season not feeling like I went backwards with yeah. my weight. And so that's that's a big thing for me is just like continuing my momentum through the last quarter so that whenever I do get to spring again next year, I feel good about it. Yeah, I love that. And you know, for me, I think it's also like you said, bringing that momentum into it, right? I think it's such a like... I don't know, such a cool time of the year if you think about it to try some new things, figure out maybe what you don't don't like or maybe what you do like. So then when you actually hit the new year, you're already in a stride of moving towards your goals as opposed to, all right, it's January 1st, let's do this. I have nothing wrong with like starting a fun challenge or a, uh, you know, hey, I wanna do this many rides in this month with just a fresh start of the new year, totally fine. But I feel like taking this part of the year and learning and actually taking steps towards our goals gets us into the new year already a step ahead as opposed to, well, crap, look what just happened over the holidays. <laughs> I feel you know pretty negative. I know for me, even, even with working out, sometimes I just go into the new year a little bit sluggish because I'm like, oh, I'm sleep deprived. I maybe drank a little bit more than I expected, ate too many, you know, I don't want to say too many holiday treats, but going into that new year, I I enjoy having a little bit of a fresh start, but I also really like already being in a program, if that makes sense, or in a stride. So I feel like that's so awesome to hear you say like, you want to hit spring and already be like, heck, I feel great, right? As opposed to starting off that new year with just like, okay, I got to figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I also like this time of year for running outside because we live in the Midwest. And so it's starting to, we're starting to have some cool mornings again. So you know, running 60 degrees outside is 
much nicer than running 85 degrees outside. And before I know it, it's going to be winter and I'm not going to be able to feel comfortable running outside because of the ice or because of the snow. So I kind of like the outside time this time For of year. For sure. Um, you brought it up a few times. So you have a podcast. So what what does that entail? Like, in, I know you said you start off with interviewing um, different individuals from Peloton. Is that still what you do or is there other things that you shed light on within the podcast? Sure. So um, we on on the, it's called the clip out, and on the podcast we still interview somebody every week from the community. Um, and sometimes it's somebody that's just like you and me, and sometimes it's somebody that like they maybe they own a business, or maybe it's like somebody from Hollywood or somebody like that that they own a Peloton and really love it. Um, and like Snooky comes to mind. That was a lot of fun. Um, oh my gosh! How fun is that? It was amazing. She's really funny. Um, but hearing how she <laughs> talks about like her her rides, because she's really short. So talking about hearing how she talks about her bike, it was hilarious. Um, and uh, it's really fun to do that. But we also drill down on kind of the news of the week. And so I know that it doesn't sound like there's probably a lot you could talk about with any kind of company. But uh, we talk about like, oh, last week, Peloton decided to start selling everything on Amazon. So let's talk about that. Or what's going on with the stock market? or uh, they're getting ready to drop the rower. And so let's talk about what's coming up with the rower. And we find people that are beta testing it and we talk to them about what the beta test looks like. And so we really get into the nuts and bolts of all aspects of the company and what's going on with the instructors. Um, Like Logan Aldridge is a new adaptive coach. He has only one arm and he still does all the strength training and he teaches people in his classes how they can adapt exercise if they might have different um, different issues that they need to adapt in their body. And so um, he's getting ready to um, um, host a fashion show coming up in a couple of weeks. So we talk about that and what that's going to look like and all these kinds of things. It's just um, a lot of fun to get into the details, into the weeds on that stuff. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. Um, so then what is, what is currently going on for you or what is next? Like, where are you at on, on your journey, whether it is the Peloton, whether it is business, where, where are things at for you at the moment? Uh, what a, that's a big question. Um, so, (laughs) um, I am working on my speed right now, personally for my, uh, workouts. I have been trying to work on getting faster, um, running. And, um, my goal is to get in, there is a big Sur race that takes place every year. It's a marathon, but they have all these different distances and it comes, it's coming in April of 2023. One of the races that you can do is a 21 mile walk and you can run it if you want, but the cutoff is eight and a half hours. And the reason that that's important is because it's like a 16, I think it comes out to like a 16 or 18 minute mile. Um, so for somebody who's on the slower end, like I am, it's like more realistic that I could do 21 miles for that kind of time rather than the cutoff for the actual marathon, which you have to be under 13 minutes. Um, and I am not able to do that. So that is my goal, um, to be able to walk the 21 mile big Sur. That's where I'm working toward. And then, um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, as a as far as the, the business side of things, um, I am working as a nutrition and personal training coach with MetPro now. And uh, I love helping people reach their goals and having 
um, all kinds of conversations about what works and what doesn't. Um, and I also am continuing to work on our podcast. We have a podcast for Peloton and we also have a podcast for Tonal. So um, I'm kind of continuing to grow my podcasting skills as well. Wow, that is so awesome. I love that you've turned, you know, something that was new for you, right? And you've turned it into a passion, but you're also, I don't want, you're encouraging others in a way through knowledge and your story and your experience. And I feel like that's so awesome because I do feel like oftentimes within the coaching society or the health and fitness society, it's very much like, um, you know, this is the way, or this is what you need to do. But it sounds like you're genuinely just sharing your journey and your story and educating, but also exciting others within your space, you know, to, to kind of find their path and to, try it out. And I feel like that's so awesome because I'm definitely somebody that thrives on knowledge and the why and, um, you know, a little bit of the information behind things. And so I feel like that's so awesome for, uh, you know, anybody listening to kind of hear your passion within these things that you do every single day, but you've taken the time to really dig into the companies and know more about their why, uh, but on a personal level. And I think that's awesome as opposed to, Oh, this movement does this for you, or this exercise does this for you. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's it's so, and I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm very much like, oh, lifting does this for you, and it's beneficial on this level. Which, again, I thrive on the knowledge, I thrive on the why, but I love that you've gone more the personal route because I've definitely noticed as I've gotten older, and maybe had kids. You know, that's partly where this podcast came from. It's that passion of connection um, and just thriving through talking about certain things and educating on things, but diving a little bit deeper as opposed to just uh, surface level scientific facts, if you will. So I Absolutely. love, I love that you're doing that. That's so awesome. Well, thank you. I, uh, I, I really appreciate that you have a podcast where you're helping people find their best selves and finding ways um, to be able to incorporate fitness in a healthy way. Um, I think that all of us can go really overboard with things and be like, I have to do it this way. And I have to, I have to have this and this to make everything perfect. And a lot of times, if you just pick up the pair of shoes and go for a walk or um, pick up the weights and start lifting, you don't have to have everything all figured out. Although it's, it's really great to learn more about yourself. And I, and I definitely encourage people to do that. You don't always have to start there either. I used to believe you had to have all of of the knowledge before you could get started and you and that would hold me back as well. I was literally just going to ask, you know, do you have any piece of advice to leave with anybody? <laughs> and like that is so perfect because I feel like you just encompassed all of it. But where where can people find you whether it is Instagram or social media of any kind or your podcast? Where do you hang out most? So if somebody did want to um, reach out, they could know more and hear more. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so if you have any interest in, in the podcast, you can find us at theclipout.com. Everything is listed there. You can also find me on uh, Instagram or Twitter, uh, even Facebook. Um, well, Facebook and is Crystal D. O'Keefe, and over on Twitter and Instagram, it's Clipout Crystal. Oh my gosh. Well, Crystal, I appreciate you taking the time to be on. It's just such a wonderful conversation. And like I said, I definitely did not know a lot about um, Peloton. And just to hear from somebody that, uh, I don't know, has found such a passion and interest, but again, helping so many people within the community, I think that is so incredible. So I just appreciate you taking the time to be on. Well, I thank you for giving me the opportunity. It's been a really fun conversation and I really like what you're doing here. So thank you. Thank you and good luck with everything. And for anybody listening, as always, thank you guys so much for being here. Make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.